folks, JR, back for another episode of Echoes of Shannon Street Case File. It's going to be episode 39, Tack Assault. Before we get cranking up here now, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Also, go down to the description, click on the link, you can go check out the podcast, buy a copy of the book. The documentary go over on Facebook my website check me out on Twitter all that stuff we're gonna do um, we're gonna finish up radio transmissions all the transmissions are gonna be strictly the assault and then we're gonna do a few pictures and a diagram and we've got we're gonna do one TAC officer state. We're going to start with the TAC guys that were on the outside. And then the next episode will be, we'll probably better get two or three statements in at a time. Anyways, folks, let's, uh, let's get into this and see what we got. Page two, tape number 39, side number one, start. 0240 hours, finish 0310 hours, date 11383. Check 541, negative 541, dispatcher 513 to 541, 13 to 541, 270 to 53, 500 go ahead, 70 to 500. Secure at this time. Okay, 500. 500 to all units. 500 to all units. Signal Q. Signal Q. 500 to situation secure. Dispatcher. 500 to all units. 500 to all units. Signal Q. Team leaders, the situation is yours. 541 ready. 541, I am with you if you are ready. Correct on that information. All units begin signal three, signal three. Dispatcher, 513 to all units. Signal blue, 513 to all units. Signal blue. Page one, tape number 39, side number two. Start 0310 hours, finish 0340 hours. Date 11383. Foxtrot 5, car to car. 104 Charlie got an ambulance out here that says he is supposed to set up at Boxwood and Curry. Do you want to let him through? Negative 102, stay right there. 67, send the doctor on down. 567, send the doctor down. Dispatcher, okay 567. I'm down here to 567. Dispatcher, okay, 567. 503, have the ambulance pulled down in front of the CP. Dispatcher, 503, on your information, have ambulance pulled down in front of the CP. 503, we need a stretcher put out in front of the school with the ambulance. Dispatcher, 503, requesting a stretcher from the school to the ambulance. Stretcher from the school to the ambulance. 500 to those on security, move up. Those on security, move up. 
Dispatcher, 500 requesting those on security move up. Those on security move up. 502 to 500. We are not secure in the building here. We are not secure in the house. Check, check. Only the outer perimeter. Outer perimeter only. Sweep team, get ready. Sweep team, get ready. Outer security only. Sweep team, get ready. Outer security, the sweep team to get ready. Now, folks, that's just a error by the transcriptions trying to understand the radio transmission. She's got in here out of security only, and what they're actually requesting is outer security. 501 had the second assault move in front of the house. 501 to the second assault team move in front of the house. 501 to the second assault team move in front of the house. 527-501, we are being used here in the house at this time. Dispatcher, 501-527 advises they are being used inside the house at this time. 527, 500 to McNair. 500 to McNair needs you to meet me out front if you can. Dispatcher, 500 to McNair, meet him out front if you can. 500 to McNair, meet him out front if you can. 500 to McNair, disregard. Dispatcher, 500 to McNair, disregard coming outside. Page 2, tape number 39, side number 2. Start zero three ten hours. Finish zero three forty hours. That's three forty a.m. Date one thirteen eighty three. Foxtrot five car to car. To the officers in the house in the rear of the assaulted house, we need you to report to the command post right away. Five sixty nine. We are en route. We'll clean our equipment. Five zero three. Advise ten ten. We are going to Inaudible, the other house, and we're going to check and see if there is an attic. The house is not secure at this time. 503-1010, check. Dispatcher, 1010-503 advise they are going to let some of the gas clear and then check the attic, see if there is an attic. The house is not secure at 0338 hours. Okay, 1010. The house does have a vent on the rear. 501, it also has a vent in the front. Advise they do have a vent in the rear and a vent in the front. A vent in the rear and a vent in the front. Attack Unit Assault of 2239 Shannon, date 11783-10 a.m. Sergeant B.O. Wheeler, finish time. 10.30 a.m. January 13, 1983. This tape is being made by Sergeant B.O. Wheeler on Monday, January 17, 1983 at 10 a.m. in the dispatcher's office. Now, folks, this first part here, you can see I've got a black X. That's, that's simply there because this part of the radio transmissions, I've already went over it. I'm not really sure why security squad... Uh, went up there to, to get this copy. My only guess is, is once the TAC unit came out of the house and it was secure, 
the security squad now has control. I'm gonna guess that they wanted to make sure that they actually had the tapes and they actually transcribed them. So that way there would be no question as to what was said on the radio. All right, let's go down here and do this part here. As you can see at the bottom, I got it highlighted. This tape is the same as information given on tape number 39. Have security meters at the scene. Dispatcher, 501 security squad, meet them on the scene. All 1,100 units on the scene meet 501 at the house. All 1,100 units meet 501 at the house. Information to all TAC units, the assault has been turned over to the security squad. Report to the command post. Dispatcher 513 to all TAC units, the assault has been turned over to security squad. Return to the command post. 513 to all TAC unit, Return to the command post. Folks, you may remember this picture. I believe I showed it in a previous episode. This is a picture taken, what I'm going to guess is from the roof of the school. What you're seeing there, what appears to me to be a, a flashbang going off. It may not be, though. All the search warrants I ever did were in the gang unit or vice narcotics, and we didn't use flashbangs and artillery simulators or tear gas. We just had a pick man and a round shield man and a shotgun man and so on and so forth. But that's what it looks like. If it's not a flashbang, then it's an artillery simulator. But if you notice um, the terminology when we start getting to the TAC unit statements uh, that they used back then, for flashbangs is a little bit different. I'm not sure when the term flashbang was first used to replace what the TAC officers are calling it. But I want to give you an idea of what it looked like. That's a pretty intense lighting from that distance. Now, this other picture is that general area where it looks like that flashbang is going off at. I don't know if that flashbang hit the window and bounced back out or hit the side of the house. They just It appears to me that it didn't get in the house, that it ended up igniting out in the yard on the northeast side. But I want to give you a picture of the house and show you the area where it looks like that's going off at. Now, I guess it is possible it went off in the house and it's coming out, the light is coming through the windows, but I don't know, the blinds were closed the whole time, so I, I don't know. That's what it looks like to me, but I'll get with some of the tech guys and show them the picture, try to confirm what that is, if that bright light was caused by flashbang or artillery simulator now I'll get back with you and let you know I'm sorry I didn't have it didn't have that information already also the picture at the very beginning that the title cards on I'm going to ask them about that as well those three canisters I have marked I'm not sure what they are I, I don't know if they actually held the 
artillery simulators or the flashbangs or held tear gas, or if that's actually tear gas canisters, whatnot ordnance that was thrown and bounced back off the side of the house or what. I'll confirm what that is as well. I'll get that in the next episode. Now this here, this document is what it obviously appears to be. It's, that's going to be the officers whose statements we're going to hear over the next few episodes. We've got the officers that were stationed outside and then the actual entry team members. You'll notice that the statements on the entry team members are a little longer. But we'll, uh, we'll get through all those. This is going to be the recorded statement of Sergeant James D. Bland relative to the hostage situation at 2239 Shannon. For the record, state your name, Sergeant J.D. Bland. Sergeant Bland, are you aware the statement is being recorded? Yes, I am. Were you working with the Memphis Police Department on January 13, 1983? Yes, I was. Where were you? Correction. Were you at 2239 Shannon? Yes. State your car number and duty assignment. I was assigned to car 510 with the TAC unit. On January 13, 1983, did you eventually take part in the assault on the house at 2239 Shannon? Yes, I did. What part did you take in the assault on the house? My team was assigned as backup for the primary assault team when they made the initial assault to provide security inside the house, held the rooms as they made their sweep through it. Where were you in relation to the house when the assault occurred? I was approximately 20 to 25 yards in front of the house behind a vehicle. Did you ever fire any weapons or any tear gas into the house? No, sir, I did not. Did you ever use your service revolver or any weapon issued to you by the police department in regards to the assault on the house? No, I did not. Did you eventually enter the house? Yes, I did. Prior to you entering the house, did you see anyone brought out of the house? Yes. If I was still in security squad, I would not have just asked him to fire any of his weapons or I wouldn't have made it that general of a, of a question. I would have asked him, what weapons were you armed with? And then asked him about each one. It, it, it's a small thing, but it, if something comes up, because security squad is supposed to account for every round that's fired. And you'll see later on during the crime scene, you'll see how many bullet holes are in that house. And... Not that you would ever know, but you really need to ask the officer what weapons were you armed with and did you fire this weapon or that weapon. Just little thing, but it's just something I would ask. It just helps tighten things up a little bit. Continuing on page two. Who did you see brought out of the house? I saw a body brought out and laid down in front of the house. It appeared to be a police officer. He was handcuffed with his hands behind him and he was immobile. At that time, he appeared to be deceased. 
Could you tell if he had any injuries to him? Could see blood all about his head. Didn't have time to take a closer look. Bloody all about his head. Was this person in a police uniform? Yes, sir, he was. Do you know who brought him out of the house? No, I can't say because the officers had gas masks on. I couldn't tell who it was. When you entered the house, where did you go? As I went into the house, I went into the bedroom on the left, the front bedroom on the left as you enter the front door and stayed in that position. And what he's talking about is the northeast bedroom. Is this as far as you ever went inside the house? Yes, sir, that's as far as I went. Did you observe anyone in this bedroom? No, there was nobody in the bedroom. Before entering the house, did you hear any shots fired? Yes, sir. Several shots were fired. Could you tell what type of weapons they were coming from? Only they sounded like M16s to the best of my knowledge. There were so many shots. Approximately how long did you remain in the house? I'd estimate 10 to 15 minutes. Did you ever see any officers fire their weapons? No, I did not. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this statement? No, sir. This is going to be a diagram that uh, many of you should be familiar with by now. I've used it many times to show locations of officers. As you can see at the bottom of the screen, that's the school. Top of the screen, I've got red X marking 2239 Shannon Street. That gives you the approximate location of uh, attack officer J.D. Bland. And that car he's talking about would have been one of the suspect's cars that you've seen prominently featured in uh, some of the pictures. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode. This one ran a couple minutes longer than I wanted it to, but I don't want to get some of this information out. We will do tax statements for several more episodes. Get them all in. You'll see that the statements from the tax officers on the outside that never entered are, are far shorter than the tax officers that actually went in and fired shots. And once we get through with that, then we'll. We're going to get into all the crime scene stuff and the follow-up investigation. There's still a lot of work for us to do. But we will, we will persevere, I'm sure. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. As always, I'll see you down the road.